You hear it? No, you don't. Hi, Auntie. Hi. This is a recent event that happened to me and my friend. This involves a slin whacker. Do not try to pronounce it properly or a mimic. I'm not 100% sure if it is an SW, but from everything else that I have researched, it seems the most likely candidate. And through this research and trying to find people with similar encounters, I found your channel. I, 23, and my friend, J, 24, live in the same apartment complex. We often drink together and just mess around. Our apartment complex is directly next to a heavily wooded area. J has two dogs and we often need to take them out to use the restroom. About two weeks ago, we had been drinking and her dogs needed takeout. We decided while outside, it sounded like the dogs needed to go eat takeout food. That was confusing. They needed to go out. Okay. <laughs> we decided while outside that we should go on a small walk in the woods. There's a path that leads through it, which comes out on the other side of the apartment complex. So we thought that this was a great idea to help sobering up when the time came. We went back inside and finished our drinks while we watched some movies. At one point, we realized that both of our phones were dead. I hadn't thought anything of it at the time, just that I forgot to charge it before I came over. We looked for Jay's charger to plug the phones in, but we could only find one. We just sort of brushed it off and she let me plug my phone in first so that it could be charged for when it was time for me to go home and get ready for work as I was planning on staying the night. Not too long after that, we decided that it was time for our walk to help us sober up. One problem, it was the middle of the night. Her phone was dead, my phone was at only 20%, and it would take us over an hour to walk the trail. Instead of being responsible adults and just waiting for the phone to charge more before going out, we decided that we would just use a flashlight. Only one flashlight, because of course, nothing's going to happen that might separate us on the path where we might need more than one flashlight. Can you hear my sarcasm? We headed out at around 1 a.m., just joking around and goofing off as we walked. Around a half an hour in, Jay saw what she thought was another path that veered off to the left, farther away from the apartments. She got excited and started heading towards it, but I grabbed her arm. Something didn't feel right. I had never seen this path before, and I walk it all the time in the morning to help me get myself ready for the day on the weekends. I told her that I didn't think it was a good idea to go that way, but she begged me to take the path with her, saying that it led to nowhere or something happened. We could just follow it back to the main trail. I still felt like it was a bad idea, but I figured that she was right. We could always just follow the trail back the way we came. We took the path and walked for quite a while. Nothing out of the ordinary had happened other than the path turning from pavement to gravel and then just a compact dirt, but the path was still clear. It calmed my nerves a bit knowing that other people frequented the path enough to allow us to have a clear heading. We ended up at a stream. It was quiet and peaceful, so we took some time to just sit and listen to all the noises around us. Jay even turned off the flashlight so that we could be in the moment and just enjoy nature surrounding us. After a few minutes, I heard something odd that sobered me up immediately. It sounded like someone entering the stream, not an animal, a person. And it wasn't a loud splash of someone jumping in, more like someone slowly stepping into it so that they wouldn't be heard. I slowly got up from my spot and I went to Jay as quietly as I could and told her that we needed to leave. Hold on. You guys were not next to each other. It's bad enough we're in the woods down a path we've never been before in the middle of the fucking night. No cell phones turned off your flashlights and you're separated. What are you doing? She loudly said, but it's so pretty. I want to stay a little longer. I covered her mouth and basically pressed my mouth against her ear and whispered that there was someone in the water and we needed to leave now. She got the message and stood up slowly while I helped pull her to her feet. She went to turn the flashlight on, but I grabbed it from her and shook my head. Just because you can't see beyond the light of the flashlight doesn't mean that whatever is beyond it can't see you. I had us both stand still for a moment so I could listen for the sound again and figure out where it was coming from so we could go in the opposite direction. I could hear the person waiting quietly through the water getting closer to us. I held Jay's hand tightly and started to walk away from it, making sure that we were still facing them. I didn't want us to turn our backs and them attack us. I remembered where the path was, so I made sure we were heading towards it, checking over my shoulder every now and again to make sure I wasn't going to run into anything or trip over something. The moonlight was just bright enough that I could make out where the path was. 
Once I felt that we were far enough away, I turned us around and handed the flashlight back to Jay. She turned it on to light the way, and I swear my heart fell out of my ass. The path was gone. What? I had just checked over my shoulder two seconds before to make sure we were still on it, and it disappeared. Jay started to panic and ask where we were and how to get back. I was just as clueless as her, but I tried to stay calm. That calmness was short-lived. We heard what sounded like a woman crying out for help off to our left. Jay immediately turned to the sound and tried to walk towards it, but once again, I grabbed her arm. She looked at me scared and confused and said something along the lines of, we have to help her. She might know how to get out of here. Oh my God, girl, no. I said we didn't need to help, that there was no one there, and that we just needed to keep moving. The scream for help came again, but this time louder, closer. Jay tried to say something like, don't be so mean. You can hear it too. I heard it. I grabbed her firmly by the shoulders, made her look me in the eyes, and yelled, no, you didn't. She seemed to realize what I was trying to say, and a new wave of panic started to show itself in her face. We heard another cry along with sounds of twigs snapping somewhere nearby. I grabbed her hand and started walking again. It didn't need to know that we were scared. Important thing to know about SWs and windy goes, again, do not pronounce it properly, do not, under any circumstances, run. Prey runs, do not be prey. Jay forgot this. We heard another cry, much closer this time, the sound of large branches snapping, and Jay ran. (gasps) She attempts to pull me along, but as I was not expecting her to run, I tripped over my own feet. I fell, landing pretty hard on the ground, and the wind was knocked out of me. As I tried to catch my breath, Jay kept running. She kept running until I could no longer see or hear her. I got back to my feet and started walking in the direction that Jay had gone, hoping that maybe her sense of panic was making her internal compass work enough to get her home safely. All I knew was that I needed to keep the moon to my back and I would make it back to the main trail. I heard another cry. This one was further away from me and seemed to be coming in front of me. It was following Jay. I tried to pick up my pace a bit, praying to any god that would listen that Jay would stop running or make it home safely. And then I heard my own voice call out for help. Oh my God, I have so many chills. It called out directly to Jay for help. Jay called back out to it. I could faintly see her flashlight in the distance and went towards her. She was spinning around in slow circles, calling out to me, and the thing was calling back to her in my voice for help. I got closer and closer to her and hoped that I would get to her before it did. I saw something large pass in front of the light from the flashlight as it called out to her again. It was circling her. I ended up yelling to Jay. I yelled that it wasn't me and she needed to move. She couldn't hear me. I cried out for help again as I got close enough to make out Jay's panicking features. I once again yelled that it wasn't me and she needed to get out of there. She heard me this time and started running again. There was a few minutes of silence as she was once again out of my sight and I kept walking. I heard what sounded like Jay crying out for help now. I kept walking. The calls kept getting closer and I just kept telling myself that it wasn't Jay and that I needed to keep moving. I finally made it back to the main trail, but I didn't take it. I walked straight across to the next wooded section. Taking the path meant that I would be in there for at least another half hour, if not longer, depending on where I had come out of, whereas cutting through the wooded section would cut the time down significantly. I had hoped that Jay had thought the same, even in her worried state. I made it through the wooded section, still hearing the thing cry out and into the parking lot of our apartment complex. As I got halfway across, heading towards Jay's apartment, Jay came running out of the trail. Thank God! She stopped short of me and shined the flashlight right at me, demanding to know if it was actually me. She asked me to prove it by telling her about our inside joke and then asked how I beat her to the parking lot. 
I answered both questions and she came running to me and hugged me tight while crying. We made it up to her apartment where she told me that she had seen me on the trail. She said that I had grabbed her arm as before, but it was much tighter than I had ever had done and said that we were fine and we didn't need to worry anymore. Oh my God. But she knows me and she knew that the way I said it was all wrong. She wasn't completely convinced it wasn't me until she looked at my hand and saw that my nails weren't painted black. She hit whatever it was with a flashlight and ran. I went back out to the trail on my own the weekend after during the day and did not see that side trail again. I've asked a few other people about it and they said that they haven't seen any side trails or anything that could even be mistaken for another trail. One man did say that we went out for a night walk once and thought he heard someone call out for help, but he quickly cut through the smaller wooded area to get back just as quickly as I had. I will not be going back on that trail day or night, but I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Oh my God. That was a terrifying story. I am so glad that you guys are okay. And I'm so glad that you were smart enough to know if you heard something. No, you didn't. Not to run, not to act panicked. Because like literally, if it wasn't for you, you guys would have been dead. I feel like you guys would have been dead. Because Jay, what's her face over here, wanted to go explore the trail, the side trail, wanted to go towards the voice, wanted to do all the things. Thank God that you were smart. Oh my God. Shortcast Club.